0: This is Truth Jihad Radio, where you can turn for thoughtful dialogue with people from a wide range of perspectives. Well sometimes the dialogue isn't so thoughtful. In fact, sometimes it turns into a monologue. And that's actually what kinda happened in the most recent interview on Truth Jihad Radio. It was comedian Mona Sheikh going over the top. If you enjoy free speech radio, please do subscribe by going to TruthJihad.com and clicking on the Subscribe at Substack. Welcome back. This is the second hour of Truth Jihad Radio, broadcasting live from the old ice cream trailer somewhere in the woods of western Wisconsin at a thoroughly undisclosed location. If we disclose where it was, we'd have to kill you. Wait a minute. No, that's Dick Cheney. Uh, and any. We're we're getting to the second hour of tonight's show, moving on to something completely different after Tom Bradenbrock's breakdown of the downside of vaccines in his letter to his family and friends. We're moving on to Hollywood. That's right. I've actually landed a celebrity from the plastic asshole of the world, as William Faulkner put it, to come on the show and uh, and raise some hell. I don't know. Uh, She's a supposedly a big uh, troublemaker, uh, a uh, a naughty Muslim, a uh, comedian from Minority Reports. Well, she founded Minority Reports, and uh, she's been making waves, standing up for women in comedy and elsewhere. A very interesting career and uh, even a pretty funny person occasionally. That's Pakistani-American comedian Mona Sheikh. Hey, welcome, Mona. How are you?
1: Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I love the fact that You've invited a, a Muslim female comic to be on a show that's truth jihad. So I feel right at home.
0: Yeah, I figured you would. I, I notice you have a kind of a jihadi sensibility sometimes. Uh, take no prisoners, right? So uh,
1: that's correct. I I'm, can tell you what my jihad is my jihad is going, standing in front of an ice cream shop and uh, not buying that ice cream because my pants are getting too tight. That's my jihad. Ha!
0: <sighs> Yeah, well, hey, that's actually right, because, as you know, the greater jihad is the struggle to be a better person. And I guess a skinnier person sort of qualifies. I don't know. Um, uh, But the uh, lesser jihad is the struggle to defend defend the community.
1: Precisely. I mean, it's more, uh, you know, L.A. is pretty vain. So uh, I do try to keep myself in shape, but it's more for health reasons uh, than it is uh, to post a bikini shot on Instagram. So there's that.
0: Well, good. I'm I'm relieved to hear that. Uh, speaking of which, your, your you know your approach to things is obviously kind of it cuts against the grain of traditional Muslim culture, which really kind of you know stresses modesty theoretically in both men and women, but we all know that because of the biological differences between men and women, that uh, women are more eye candy uh, than men are, for the most part, on the average, based on the 30 times more testosterone coursing through the blood of the males. And so anyway, for whatever reason, uh, many reasons, uh, Islamic culture, even more so than many other cultures, has tended to stress modesty and covering of uh, female charms and things like that. And, of course, you're in Hollywood in a whole different world. And you've you know, you came out of a conservative Pakistani Muslim family. And apparently that uh, family was an impediment to your comedy career for a while. So maybe talk a little bit about that uh, that clash of cultures and your feeling about the the two uh, the two worlds.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, growing up in a conservative Muslim family in Pakistan, you know, uh, being a stand up comic or being a performer or an artist. Um, forget about it as a guy, as a woman. That's not even something to think about or consider. But when I was eight years old, I pretty much knew that I wanted to be a performer. I watched a Bollywood movie, uh, with this amazing actress in it and she changed my life. She made me believe that somehow that I could also be a performer and, um, you know, basically like entertain people and bring joy somehow in some, uh, some strange, bizarre way. Um, and I think the way I ended up in stand up comedy now looking back on my um my the the track and the journey of my life, it makes a lot of sense I grew up with in a very conservative family I grew up with four older brothers we used to beat the crap out of each other uh growing up and I feel like um just when you grow up with a lot of trauma you kind of have uh you kind of have very limited choices. Either you can be a basket case for the rest of your life uh, or go to therapy, work through your stuff, and then talk about it on stage, uh, which is something that I have chosen to do.
0: Interesting. So, yeah, how to what extent is is comedy uh, almost a kind of of working out of of pain? You know, there's there's that saying, uh, "It only hurts when I laugh," uh, which describes a certain kind of dark or you know, black humor. Uh, is do you do you find that your your comedy work and you know, airing uh, inner pain and, and turmoil it kind of it, it overlaps? Is it is it healthy or does it just kind of keep you in in you keep reminding you of your pain?
1: I, I feel like uh, I feel like we're having a therapy session live on air, um, and I don't even have to pay for it, so it's wonderful. Um, no, well, you can like, if you know,
0: want. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, no, I, I think I'm gonna skip it. Uh, but I do talk a great deal uh, about my, um, you know, about my traumas, um, and, and I love the fact that you're so uh, serious throughout this entire conversation. So that's very helpful. But um, I do, you know, my my thing about um, trauma is that I feel like you know when you look at your grades. George Carlin and Richard Pryor, you know, these guys went up there and they talked a great deal about their parents. especially Richard Pryor, because Richard came from a very, very tumultuous and dysfunctional family. And, um, you know, I relate to that quite a bit. I mean, my family was uh, never on the surface. It looked like a very traditional family, but it was far from traditional. Um, two of my brothers were given expired vaccination for polio in Pakistan and ended up getting polio because of it. And it really just destroyed our family and um it really oh, no. you know my father was very very physically violent he was very very physically abusive not just towards my mother but also towards me i mean my my father beat the hell out of me till i was like 15 years old and when i moved here from pakistan on my my little old, brothers were also taking turns beating the crap out of me so i think it uh, kind of leaves you kind of here's the thing here's the thing when when you grow up with four older brothers who beating the crap out of you and you call the cops and if the cop is cute, you can't even ask him out because, you know, your four older brothers are standing right there and you have a bit of a busted face. So it's not a good look. It's not a good time to ask a cop out. But um, it's, um, I, I feel like, you know, trauma, is, uh, trauma is, you know, uh, for me, great comedy does have a great deal of pain, but, you know, rather than going down the sadness p- path, you go down the path of humor because uh, that's how most of the time I process
0: my traumas. Well, yeah, that's, that does sound uh, pretty intense. Uh, the, the, well, I, I didn't know about the polio vaccine thing. It's funny you brought that up because just in the first hour of tonight's show, I was talking with Tom Breitenbach about the vaccine issue. Tom is following all of this research that, you know, the kind of alternative medical research, these scientists and doctors who were really worried that the COVID vaccines could turn out to be something really awful. And, and uh, back in the 1950s, the polio vaccines yeah. that were administered then, were contaminated with monkey viruses and huge numbers of cancers. Some think the majority of all cancers in the several decades after the mid 1950s were caused by these viruses. It became a U.S. national security secret and people were killed to keep it covered up. Um, And if you're interested in that, read Ed Haslam's book on Mary and the monkey virus. So. The question would be you know, if, if you, your family suffered so horribly at that time through screwed up vaccines, does, did that color your uh, take on what may be going on now with the COVID vaccine
1: controversies? No, not at the slightest. Uh, absolutely not. I, I'm sorry. Are you, are you an anti-vaxxer? Uh,
0: yes, actually, in a sense, I am, because I, uh, yeah. I've had a, i had a horrible traumatic experience with uh, vaccines and autism, and I did a lot of okay. research, and I learned – that vaccines overall have been grossly overrated. Uh, that yes, some probably are beneficial in some situations, but our society yeah. is so technologically oriented that we have bought into them as a one shot solution for everything. And so that, that prejudice influences the way society sees vaccines. And in terms of the COVID vaccines, I think there are all sorts of reasons to be very concerned about them And frankly, I will under no circumstances uh, be taking any mRNA vaccines, uh, at least, you know, maybe years and years down the line, if information uh, warranted it, I suppose. But as of now, I I think, honestly, if you if you actually do your research, um, if you're 50, 60 plus with comorbidities, yeah, absolutely. You're probably better off with it, maybe, you know, statistically, but anybody else? No. And in terms of public policy, it's terrible public policy, Mona have have you have you researched the uh, information on this
1: yeah um so during the pandemic um i have at least five scientist friends uh pathologists uh doctors infectious disease experts uh i have a ton of friends uh, and i brought all of them on on my podcast and really dug deep into all these things that exactly that you just mentioned and i and i got to say this uh you know i i'm an immigrant from a third world country that believes in vaccines um, because my brothers didn't get polio because of the vaccine caused it is because the vaccines were expired. So those are two very, very different things. And I want to make that very clear. And the reason that we survived and the reason we don't have uh polio now in America, the reason we don't have the, uh, you know, uh, the spread of smallpox and measles and black plague and all these horrible, horrible diseases is because of vaccines. So, i am a very pro vaccine person i absolutely uh believe in it and um i'm um i'm shocked that um i am booked yet on another show with an anti-vaxxer because i had a similar situation about a week and a half ago where i was inter- being interviewed by another anti-vaxxer so uh, that that's a lot of fun so yeah i i can tell uh this is going to be a lot of fun interview but no um no to answer your question no my my uh information is not colored by what happened to my brothers. My brothers got sick because of expired vaccination, not because of valid vaccination. Had they had valid vaccination, they would have not have had polio. So there's that.
0: Right. So it was a kind of an iatrogenic illness, which is that... The fancy word for illnesses or bad medical outcomes caused by medicine itself, by bad doctors, etc., bad practices. And actually, did you know that that's the single biggest killer in America? According to one study, three quarters of a million people die every year from iatrogenic illness, meaning that doctors are the single biggest killer. They kill more people in America than cancer and heart disease. So, your experience with your brothers is one indication of a great many pitfalls in the actual practice of modern technological medicine.
1: Listen, I'm not saying that there can't be blunders. There could be blunders. But all in all, in majority, um, I, I, I personally have to say this, I feel like you're doing a disservice to society when you come out and make these claims. Like you just said, oh, there has been a study that doctors have killed more people. with. I mean, what studies? Which
0: study? Oh, I'll, I I mean, I'll, send, I'll send you the references. I wrote, I wrote an article okay. headlined "Doctors yeah, Kill More People yeah, Than COVID." It cites several by, studies. By that. who? By uh,
1: Joe Schmo in
0: the trailer in Arizona no, somewhere? No, like, this is like a – no, leading med- leading medical journals. There are three of these studies, and one is basically what I recall is, according to the low-end study, mm-hmm. uh, maybe a, a quarter of a million people a year are, are killed by uh, by atrogenic illness or doctors in medicine. And the high-end estimate was over 750,000, making it the uh, biggest killer in America. And these were all mainstream okay. – medical studies uh the biggest one was i think in 2010 and the the others were also in that area there was a huge wave of concern about this circa 20, 2000 to 2010 and since then okay, and about,
1: okay but what about what about all the people now who don't we, we who don't have polio What about all the people who don't, are not dying of, besides the COVID infectious disease, are not dying of those deathly plagues that we were being plagued with in the past, and that's thanks to science that has come forward with vaccination that saved us. Now, again, I'm not saying that maybe whatever your experience is hasn't been a valid experience, but I just feel... It is really alarming to me, uh, A, the fact that I'm being brought on the show and we're talking about anti-vaxxer crap all over again. We're not going to be able to get out of this COVID. We're not going to be able to get out of this pandemic if we have more people who believe the kind of information that you believe in. And and the fact that people are saying, oh, my God, I'm going to do my own uh, research, your own research. Are you a scientist? Are you going to hire scientists? Are you going to go buy a lab? What do you mean your own research? What do you mean you're going to go find other people who are going to validate your point? That's not research. You're not researching. You're bullshitting. I'm sorry. That's BS.
0: That's absolute
1: BS.
0: (laughs) Well, Mona, uh, I I think, okay, in in Islam, uh, let's change the subject. One of the things I really like about Islam is that there's no pope. There's no uh, hierarchy, uh, cardinals, uh, Vatican bureaucracy. There's nothing like that to tell you what you have to think. Instead, it operates the way the Western Academy is supposed to operate, which is you look for the best scholars you can find, to try, to, if you have something you want to try to understand, and you look at what they've done, and it's all based on the reputations of the scholars, and you end up with pluralism, right? Some people uh, come to one conclusion, and others come to another conclusion. There's not a totalitarian attempt to force one size fits all knowledge on the entire group. And I think, you know, I've been trained in the academy. I have four advanced degrees, three master's degree and a Ph.D., and I do know how to do research. Uh, And I I did teach humanities for a while and humanities does include uh, so becoming...
1: you're saying you have your own lab? You have your own lab where you? No, no. You don't. You don't
0: need to have a lab to to understand medical studies. You need to learn how to how to uh, to read study. And actually, the some you 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 can get a better, broad overview of so many topics, including some medical and scientific topics. Uh, not you know not by having your head up a lab and being a specialist, but rather by so looking. So you're a
1: at... disease expert. So then, because. So you, you, so you specialize in infectious diseases. Am I, am I understanding this correctly?
0: Uh, no, I, I read reports from different people who do specialize in infectious diseases, and I try to compare okay. the arguments, so and to, I try to make evaluations okay, so based on past system. history of similar things.
1: Okay, so you have a belief system that vaccines cause all kinds of problems and deaths and whatever, and then you go find research that validates your point, and that's what you call research.
0: Uh, Okay, for instance, if you want to know whether or not the polio vaccines were contaminated with monkey viruses in the 1950s, first, you have to even discover that there even is such a controversy. And again, Haslam's book is the place to go for that. And then you have to evaluate that. Uh, you look, look at counter arguments. Basically, Mona, you can do your own research on almost anything. Uh, and I urge you to, to start doing it. And the way you can, the way you do it is you look for uh, the most, uh, the extent uh, arguments and counter arguments. And this is this, whether you're, you know, do it, any academic subject, it's always exactly the same procedure. You know, you look, you look for what are the leading people in that field saying, and then what are the counter arguments to what they're saying? And then, more often than not, you're able to evaluate. Them. Now, yeah, there's are some fields where you can't, but in a field like like uh, like health, it's that uh, you can come up, you know, you you can, can get draw broad, broad, broad conclusions.
1: There are people in India in Brazil, in uh, parts of the world that are not nearly as privileged the way we are, not even quarter the privileged that we are. And those people have absolutely no problem saying hey, jab us, we have people dying here every single day just give us the freaking vaccine so we can get out of this pandemic and people can stop dying However, then there are privileged people like yourself and even myself included who live in America who are U.S. citizens, who have access to the most top of the line, your Moderna, Pfizer, whatever, and and there are folks like yourself who are sitting here and saying, hey, we're not gonna be getting, you know, the, the, these vaccines are invalid. They cause a kind of problems. I'm not gonna take them. Um, and there are apparently thousands and even millions of people like yourself. We don't believe that, you know, vaccines are going to be, you know, this COVID vaccine is going to cause all kinds of problems, all kinds of diseases, and we're just going to be stuck in this pandemic forever and ever, and there's no way in hell. And there's a there's a financial toll, there's a spiritual toll, there's an emotional toll, uh, there's all kinds of tolls that the rest of us have to bear, because there are people like yourself who live in a first world country who do not believe in vaccines because... God knows whatever your reasons
0: are. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm 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 trying to understand. I'm trying to understand whether vaccines uh, are actually helping uh, stop transmission of COVID and stop the problems associated with COVID. And clearly the the be, biggest study that's been done on this so far they, shows that they don't. It shows. They at, this at, this there, there's no argument. I have it.
1: no idea why you have invited me on here to have an interview with you well we're having a conversation about anti vaccine and all this nonsense and i had a similar uh, you know interview about a week and a half with some other person about the exact same thing and what fascinates me is that you're you're, you're uh, i'm assuming that you're a straight white man and you know you're, you're a
0: privileged man. i'm, I'm white so sorry band. i apologize i yeah. I wish no, you don't have to
1: apologize for your straight white privileges, but what does fascinate me is that there are people around the world who are dying who would love to have even quarter of access that you have. And yet they can have mine. Here so I, 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 I hereby dedicate my vaccine, vaccine they dose to them. Work and the vaccines to. kill people. This is absolutely absurd. You, are, you, you and people like yourself who think like this are absolutely absurd. And it's because of people like you, people like myself, and other millions of people who are doing the right thing, taking the vaccine, trying to get rid of this pandemic, have to freaking pay the price while you're sitting there, you know, flying your freaking flag about freedom.
0: freedom, my, 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 freedom. Friends, my, my friends in what places like Malaysia, that? my friends in you places like down Malaysia, down aren't, like, aren't, they aren't are are worried all about to COVID.
1: This, like, all too like, oh, my God, I'm superior to everybody else. No, the hell you're not. You're not. You're not. What I'm you not are so- is entitled. That's what you are. And you don't give a shit about anybody else. You give a shit about yourself and about your damn research or whatever the fuck you're saying you're doing. Nonsense.
0: The, really so my time. my friend my friend in Malaysia who can't make a living, he's he's not the slightest bit worried about COVID. He's worried about starving and he's starving because he's a contractor and he can't work because of the frigging lockdowns, because of the panic spread by idiots like the people who've brainwashed you into this yeah, it, psychotic mentality that you're displaying on my radio
1: are you talking about the pandemic that's murdering people and he's worried about of course he's worried about starvation but he's also worried about getting the freaking covid and the people around him that are dying you're going and finding people that are just validating your crazy belief system while the rest of us have to suffer and saying this damn pandemic because you're you know your head is like stuck up your own ass i'm sorry get your head out of your ass this is freaking we're dying and suffering over here. All of us, we're all struggling and suffering. Look, as a comic, as a touring comic, I lost 90% of my income. 90. I put in so much work. I put in 80, 100-hour weeks. I bust my ass to get my career going. And because of the pandemic, everything went away. Okay, great. Now we're going to put in our hard work. But then there are people like yourself who sit there and spread this misinformation and talk about doing your own goddamn research. Well, the rest of us have to fucking pay the price. This is bullshit. It's nonsense. It's absolutely selfish. It is so entitled, it's nauseating. It's absolutely nauseating. And you feel entitled to that. And people like yourself while well, you to give the middle finger to everybody else because you have to do your own goddamn research. Well, fuck you. Fuck you with your damn research. I'm sick of this. Well,
0: this, sick is, of it, this. You're actually illustrating it's exactly nauseating. the point that Tom Bradenbach made in the first hour. Uh, Tom, Tom's a literary go scholar. Tom yeah.
1: Brayden, if he's a fucking anti vaxer he can go fuck himself too. This is ridiculous. <laughs> You call yourself a true jihad? No, sir, you are not true jihad. No, sir, you are not. Jihad is about being honest and about the struggle and looking at what's happening, and you are not. What you are is entitled and privileged. Go and ask the people in India. Go and ask the people in Brazil how much they're dying and suffering and struggling. What do you care, sir? You live in a privileged, entitled country. What do you care? What do you care? Ma- Mona,
0: I, I do oh, have friends in, I have friends in what a lot of different support, countries, sir? and they're not all privileged.
1: as a comic, and I have to fucking sit here and talk this nonsense with you and try to convince a straight, privileged white man why he should fucking get vaccinated? Get your head out of your ass. Get your head out of your ass. This is absurd. Mm. This is ridiculous. You know, Tom Bridenbach you know, was pointing out that, goddamn that-, pandemic, that the the fucking economy is goddamn taking, and you're sitting here talking about doing your own fucking research. Fuck you. All due respect. And people like yourself. You guys are fucking holding us all back. We're all suffering. All of us. Because of people like you. You talk about your god fucking freedom. Fuck you with your fucking freedom. I'm I'm, I'm going to raise the charge for this therapy pretty soon. That's right. I lost my 43-year-old girlfriend. She died because of the pandemic. I lost my 49-year-old girlfriend. She died because of COVID. Please don't sit here and tell me that you're going to do your own goddamn motherfucking research. Fuck you. I'm fucking done with this fucking interview.
0: Um, okay.
1: You guys? Well, you know, I I, I I lost anything. a good
0: friend. I it's lost a good friend to COVID sickening. too. You
1: guys fucking sicken me. You guys make me sick. You guys make me sick. Your entitlement makes me sick.
0: Do you, do you want to send us to the gas chambers, Mona?
1: I would not do that. You're doing it to yourself. That's why COVID is here to take care of people like you, but it's not getting to you faster as we would like to. John not take the fucking Okay, mess. so it so, sounds like you sounds mess.
0: like you really would like some gas chambers built.
1: No, I would like no, no, fuck the gas chamber. COVID is here. It'll do the job for me.
0: I don't hmm. need to do the so, job. So, so you you want to execute everybody who is worried that the vaccines you are know, doing more I harm than good?
1: Everybody. I want to execute everybody. What I want is I want to execute ignorance. That's what I give a shit about. That's what I give a shit about. Execute the ignorance. We're all suffering here, all of us because of this kind
0: of fatality What the fuck? Okay, can, can, can fuck? you slow... You want to slow down a second and just have a brief sort of rational discussion of whether... Rational? Okay. Let, let me...
1: And, you know, and, and the fact that you have a platform where you're sitting here spreading this misinformation and inviting people who are constantly validating your dumb friggin' ideas, and then you bring somebody like me on, and you're talking to me about, oh, we have a comedian from Hollywood who's going to talk about this and her journey and all the nonsense, but really you just want to talk about being an anti-vaxxer and try to shove your ignorant friggin' ideas down my goddamn throat when I'm not fucking interested.
0: I just, I I just asked you a question about, scene about, scene about scene. your brothers and the I polio vaccine experience.
1: Experience. I have seen firsthand what vaccines did. The only reason I was in New York City in rooms full of people and walked away without COVID is because of vaccines. So thank God for science and thank God for vaccines. And please, please, for the, for the love of God, like I, I this level of privilege and entitlement that you have is making all of us go down a freaking rabbit hole that is getting Harder and harder to get out of.
0: Harder well, well Mona, how, how, of. Mona, how, how can I satisfy you? How can I give up my privilege and entitlement in a way that would satisfy you?
1: Get fucking vaccinated. Tell your people to go get vaccinated. That's how you do it. I don't want you to give it up. I want you to use it for the right thing. Ma- Mona, We're can only you? Trying can... to get the hell out of this pandemic. Can you? Okay, here, here's. here's I, I'll, I'll tell you about. Like uh, are if just you, like you in want this me to do that world, thinking that the world fucking revolves around you well it fucking doesn't the world doesn't fucking revolve around you it doesn't uh, it never uh, has and it never will okay okay We're okay Mo- mona together. could you
0: could you help me then if if i, I would be very happy to feature someone on the show
1: love the fact wow. that you're like trying to be all like sarcastic with me and like trying to bring me down and trying to be like okay mona please do explain listen Take the sarcasm, shove it up your ass. I don't <laughs> give a fuck. I, don't, I cannot even fucking believe that I would be invited to another fucking anti vaxxer goddamn fucking interview. Now you you actually are kind of hilarious. It's telling an immigrant fucking woman who comes from a third world country who seems two handedly has seen what fucking not having vaccines does to people and you have the audacity to sit here and fucking tell me that people should not be vaccinated. Really?
0: Get your fucking head out of your ass. Okay, Moni, it's my my radio show. Can I have a couple of seconds to just ask you, would you help me find somebody who could refute the arguments that I just heard from Tom Bradenbach and I've heard from a long list of other doctors and scientists, people like Meryl Nass, who I've had on this show, Dr. Eric Beef in Belgium, a long list of physicians and scientists who have questions about various aspects of the vaccines. Can you help me find somebody who could come on this show, refute that and convince my listeners to get vaccinated?
1: You know, here's the thing. It doesn't even. It wouldn't even matter to people like you. It wouldn't even matter because you've always had it your way. So what difference does it make if somebody comes out and quote unquote refutes your argument? What do you care?
0: Okay, no, okay. Mona. Mo, wait, wait, wait. Because
1: you just, you're just looking for more people to be like, see, that doesn't make sense. See, that. See? You know, what you Mo, just Mo, Mona. Stop. stop. Can you stop
0: for but a second? It? I, got, I have something to tell you. Okay. Oh uh, my God, Oh my God. you oh my God, yes.
1: Tell, please. You tell. <laughs> Okay. Oh my God! Um, you do? Oh, I'd hear it. More <laughs> ignorant ideas, more ignorant comments. Let's do hear it from an entitled, white privileged man who just cannot keep it to himself. He has to spread and tell everybody, "Don't get vaccinated." I, you know what? Because no, no, actually, no. no, no. Know, That's
0: I, I. have something to tell please. you about. I, 30 30 I have to sit here. Start a couple of seconds
1: off. I hope the couple of seconds are up because this has been a fucking painful ass goddamn motherfucking interview.
0: Okay, Mona, my, wi- my wife, my are wife, wife my, wife, my wife is from Morocco. My wife, my wife is a brown skinned Muslim woman, and she are drives. Me. She, is, she is even she is, Yo, she, she is far more out
1: of your goddamn name. inside that than I am. You insult my faith. You insult my faith by putting true jihad because you're so fucking full of shit. Take the fucking word out of your goddamn fucking name because you insult my religion. You insult my religion. Fuck you. Fuck you and people like you. I'm fucking sick of people like you.
0: Okay, what, what should I tell my wife? My wife is is much more strongly opposed to vaccines in general than I am. And she's Moroccan and brown skinned and Muslim um it, is she okay is it okay for her to feel that way because she's not a privileged white male mona hmm looks like we uh we may have lost mona uh which i guess is uh, is terribly unfortunate but uh hmm i wonder if we have any call-ins people would like to comment on that Uh, Very symptomatic, I think. I mean, it's it's kind of amusing that she actually was uh, basically ready to send all the anti-vaxxers to the gas chambers. And that's what Tom Bradenbach was talking about, is this tendency to scapegoat people and hate on them and uh, unite to kill them. You know, the proverbial uh, group that gets blamed for that sort of behavior, of course, is the Second World War Nazis, But throughout all of history, we've seen this kind of scapegoating behavior, hating on a particular group and basically going crazy and wanting to kill them. And that's what we just heard. We just heard a half hour long, insane rant by a genocidal lunatic who wants to murder all the people who are telling the truth, which is that you're probably a hell of a lot better off not getting these vaccines unless you have uh, comorbidities or you're Uh, old, um, retirement age, probably. Uh, And certainly the idea that these vaccines are going to stop the spread of COVID is a complete joke. They don't. They might slow it a little bit, but they seem to be producing a lot of asymptomatic carriers. And that would explain why, according to the best study that's been done on the subject, there's a lot more, well, not a lot more, but there's, there's really no strong correlation between Uh, how much COVID and how many hospitalizations and deaths there are from COVID in uh, the heavily vaccinated jurisdictions as opposed to the relatively unvaccinated ones. To the extent there is any relationship, the heavily vaccinated jurisdictions are actually doing a little bit worse than the unvaccinated ones. That's the best study that's been done so far has found that. And the authors of the study uh, called for a uh, rethinking of a sort of vaccinate the world strategy to stop COVID because it isn't working and it obviously isn't working. But the more it doesn't work, the more insane <laughs> the people get. They They were brainwashed into believing that these vaccines were going to save the world and end COVID and they're not working. And so rather than admitting that they're not working, admitting they were wrong, they double down, and that's uh, what we just heard—a kind of a, a wonderfully frank and honest uh, expression of that sentiment, which is probably held by a whole lot of people. So, so we don't have Mona here anymore. Um, I don't know, Mr. Rowe, do you want to come on and uh, and and dissect what we just heard? I don't know if uh, if Mr. Rowe, our producer, is available. We might also be able to get a call in here uh, if I have uh, any listeners who are. On uh, on my Skype list, uh, you guys could send me a, a Skype message, and maybe I could bring you up and uh, bring you into the show. Once we lost our uh, our insane guest. Uh, it's uh, kind of hard hard to believe that somebody would be that completely um, impossible to talk to. That that utterly insane. You know, I, I have a friend. Uh, A a white male privileged friend who's a traditional Catholic who told me recently that uh, he said, all women are are possessed by demons. (laughs) And uh, I said, oh, come on, man, that's 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 getting a little a little too extreme. Uh, But I I think that kind of prejudice that uh, that women are so often so insanely emotional that you can't have a reasonable conversation with them. Uh, It's it's not true of all women. And it's certainly not true of really just about any women at at all times. You know, a great many uh, women are quite capable of of being reasonable and rational. I recently finished uh, Emma by Jane Jane Austen, a very (laughs) reasonable and rational novelist. Uh, If I had Jane Austen on the show, I can't imagine that she would sound like this lunatic Mona Shay. But, uh, hey, who who knows, if she was having her period, maybe she would. Uh, but of course, she's Kevin, white too. I hey, think, Mr. Rowe, think, how are you doing? I think
2: it's a fascinating look into the mindset of these types of people. She's she's one of many, you know, and she had the typical talking points, the parroted you know, privilege, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, and it just goes to show you how the attitude of, of these people. I thought it was... Uh, hilarious with your gas chamber <laughs> <coming Yeah. back. laughs> because that's the that's the vibe that emanates off of these folks you know it, it, it it's just uh, yeah <laughs> but uh it was a, it was a little bit entertaining i mean a little too many f-bombs for my taste but uh, hey we can let it slide once in a while um, <laughs> i hope
0: the fcc wasn't listening
2: <laughs> no nah, they've actually gotten a little bit uh more lax on that for the internet radio stuff I was okay. looking into some of the rules and regulations. And even on terrestrial radio, after 10 o'clock, um, it's it's actually okay. And there's different rules for Internet radio. And they pretty much, fuck, has become a socially acceptable word. Although we try to keep it a little bit uh,
0: wait, wait, family seriously? Friendly Well, then, then what are the seven words you can't say on TV? Now, George Carlin's <laughs> going to have to revise his list. Are there still any words you're not allowed to say?
2: Well, technically, there's three words that we don't. We don't allow on this. The N word is one of them, the Mm -hmm. F word, and then the C word. Um, And it's not because we're trying to stifle freedom of speech or anything. It's just that we try to keep it family friendly. Um, And there is uh, there is a very small chance that during the day on some terrestrial stations, if somebody were to complain uh, that we could get a warning or something. And then if if you get so many warnings, you actually get fined. but it, it takes a lot. Well,
0: I, I'm going to make Mona fa- pay the fine. I'm going to go to Hollywood and sue her and make her pay every penny of that fine.
2: I, the interview seemed to start out normal enough.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I was actually hoping to sort of get along with her for long enough that I kind of suspected that I would stop getting along with her at some point just based on like what I saw of her. Um, but, uh, boy, like that one question, like, oh, are you an anti-vaxxer? And that's that's the end. It's like, you know. <laughs> Wow. You know, people who can't have a dialogue with other people who insist on just having a monologue like it's it's my way or the highway. You know, I won't listen to your perspective because you're a this or that. Well, you don't
2: have a right to speak because you are a white privileged male and your opinion doesn't count.
0: And and that's the exact mirror image of how it used to be when oh you're you're a black female so your 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 thoughts don't count and I'm just going to tell you what to do cuz you're my you're my maid you're my you know maid or my cook or my slave or whatever and you're, you're going to just listen to me and you're not going to talk unless I let you talk right that's how it was back in the day the monologue was, was maybe coming from the white massa and uh and the person of color just had to take it and their words were not uh, yeah, attended you're to you're
2: not it. entitled you're not entitled to an right. opinion and I'm no, actually exactly
0: heard... no, so there's no dialogue there's a monologue I of power. Somebody... Well, the new monologue of power is these lunatics like Mona <laughs> shake these insane left wing fascist Nazi over the top totalitarian authoritarian psychotics uh, who are trying to inflict their own trauma on everybody else. She's never gotten over her trauma She's not going to ever listen to anybody. She can go to therapy, but all she's going to do in her therapy session is rag rag rag, 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 like she's on her period all month long. And uh, and she's never going to get anywhere. because She doesn't listen. She's never going to listen to anybody else outside her own freaking head. She's a you know, she's locked up in her her own brain. And that's a perfect emblem of the, the people who think like that about COVID and so many other things. It's pathetic. It's there's, there's my, an
2: inverted. Logic. I wish you were
0: here to, th- to, to, to respond to this. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I get to respond to her now, but she hung up, so now she can't respond to me. No dialogue. Oh, well.
2: We could call her back. Amona. <laughs> yeah, why well, don't call her back? Call her
0: back. You want me to bring it? Let's yeah, see, yeah. Let's... Bring, call her back.
2: All right. Let's see. It was the 7, the 917. All right.
0: I'll shut
2: up and let I don't... you talk, but here yeah, we yeah, go. Don't,
0: don't, don't tell everybody her, her phone number. That, that would be doxing her, and that wouldn't be nice. Although, frankly, if anybody deserves to be doxed, uh, I mean, I've, n- I've never had a more boorish radio guest than that. My <laughs> God. Uh, yeah. All right. Let me go back
2: to the system where we had. Okay. Here we go. See if nope. she answers. Okay. Let's
0: let's see if we can get Mona back. Um, for, uh, I'm not quite sure why I'm doing this, though. <laughs> so. Um, trying. Hello? Hey Mona, hi, it's Kevin. I I'm, I'm so sorry I alienated you and chased you off the show. I really didn't mean to. Kevin,
1: uh, you're, you're atrocious. With this kind of uh, this kind of uh, thing. It it's just it's just
0: horrible. Well, could could we just talk about a different subject?
1: Kevin. You know, I was not I, I I was not made aware that you were going to bring me on and then spew your fucking anti-vaxxer bullshit at me. And then I'm going to go down that goddamn fucking rabbit hole with you when it leads to nowhere.
0: Well, let's go down a different rabbit hole. then. I I didn't I didn't want to talk about that for half an hour. <laughs> I you had didn't, no intention. No, you,
1: fucking, you had no problem walking down it, though. I mean, that's what you led with. You led with that uh, Tom Braden, whatever the fuck his name is. Bullshit.
0: Well, no, that was just, just because you mentioned your brothers with the polio vaccine. That's the only reason I even asked that question.
1: No, you didn't ask that question. You immediately had to come out and make your point clear that you're an anti-vaxxer, right? You clearly no! had to come out. I, I just would, can't I, do I, it anti bullshit. I just can't do it, Kevin. I'm sorry, but it. I, 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 I wasn't planning to plan even talk
0: about that subject. I that had is. no plans I mean, to talk about it.
1: Well, you clearly did. The fact that you brought a Tom Frieden talking about, you know, how these vaccinations do this and that. Yeah. That you absolutely freaking did. My brothers didn't get that freaking polio because of, you know, because of the polio vaccine. They got it because the fucking thing was expired. Not only did my brothers get it, my cousin got it from the same goddamn clinic. You know why they got freaking polio? I'll tell you why. Because what happens is when the vaccine containers arrive in the city of Karachi, which is the fucking port where all this merchandise comes in, what they do is because the government is so corrupt, they ask for bribes from the people when the containers arrive. Now, a lot of the times, these doctors or these clinics, they don't have that kind of money to put out for bribe because they've already invested so much money in the vaccines that are coming over. So, therefore, the vaccines are sitting on the port in not normal temperatures, in hot, hot temperature, expiring the vaccination. By the time they pay off the bribe, by the time they get the vaccine, the doctors go, hey, I'm not going to freaking throw my, away my vaccine. my vaccines. That's my investment. I'm gonna inject the PMED, these kids and fucking oh my get my God. money's worth. And that totally sucks. Do. And that's why my brothers got sick. Okay, that, has nothing to do with the I'm really
0: enough. sorry. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, I'm, I'm very sorry about that. I can, and I, I, I'm sorry to, to trigger you on that whole thing. Um, so, <laughs> what can I say? Uh, let, let's. I, I'm curious to know. Uh, you know, are we
1: are we just talking? What's going on? I don't
0: even no, know. No, yeah, yeah, we're we're still on the air. My show runs until 9 p.m. I, I have to keep talking until 9 p.m. And so we just called you back. Well, uh,
1: you can talk till 9
0: p.m. I don't have to. But go ahead. You don't have to. Uh, but I, I I was just curious in hearing some about hearing what you think about maybe some other topic, um, like Islam. You you said that my truth. You know, you talked about my Truth Jihad show, and and you're right. Jihad is a very uh, good word in Islam and so uh, yeah, just, I, I think people like ISIS have really uh, done something terrible to Islam by uh, blackening the name and of, so of
1: jihad and so are you Kevin and so are you putting the word jihad into jihad when there is no jihad here there is no jihad. jihad is the struggle, the struggle to get to the truth, the struggle to yeah. get to the better part yes. of yourself, to become yes. the best version of yourself. How are we yes. become the best version of ourselves if people around us are dying and we're constantly denying logic and science? How is that jihad? That is anti- jihad. That is anti-jihad. That
0: well, is well, jihad. The, well: Well well, the, the, the concept of truth jihad actually came to me after 9 /11. Uh, I was one of hundred academicians who signed on to the scholars for 9-11 truth letters uh calling for a reinvestigation of 9-11 and that jihad for the the truth about things that are being denied by the larger society and the powers that be in that society to me that's uh, what, what the truth jihad is about I think we're, we're living in a culture that systematically lies about so many things so the truth jihad is standing up against the powerful forces that are maintaining those lies in place that's what, it's, that's what I intended to
1: mean yeah and that, that's still whatever your intentions were they're not really aligning with what's coming out of your mouth sir and what you're doing is a deep deep disservice to society that's what you're doing a deep, deep disservice, sir. And that is my opinion.
0: I okay. feel... Well, my, you know, the, my, my, if you are coming right, from, from, from a... And,
1: and you are absolutely not worried or have any kind of compassion or any kind of care of how your actions and your belief systems and multiplied by millions of people like yourself and how it affects the rest of the world, sir. You are absolutely entitled. You are absolutely lack compassion. And if there's one thing, if you're going to talk about Islam, the, the number one thing when it starts with the Quran, the way it starts with, it says, you know, uh, Allah, the, the, the compassionate, the benevolent, right? The compassion, the benevolent. So where is the compassion, sir? Where's the compassion, I ask
0: you? Well, in, when I started doing the truth jihad, uh, I was uh, feeling uh, very badly f- for the suffering of the people who were dying under American bombs in places like Afghanistan and Iraq. According to Gideon Palya, a scientist I've had on the show many times, close to 30 million Muslims have been murdered in the 9-11 wars and these are all based on a big lie it was actually uh, insiders blew up the trade center it's a huge psychological operation to launch a war in islam 30 million muslims murdered a huge number of them uh, women and children and that suffering uh tore me up and uh that's probably the biggest single reason that uh, i started doing what i do which is trying to tell the truth about things that are being systematically denied by the mainstream media. And maybe I've grown to distrust the mainstream media too much, right? So maybe you would say that on some of these issues I'm getting it wrong because I, I'm distrusting the authoritative voice of the mainstream media. Okay, maybe so. But my uh, my intentions here, even you should admit, are, are are good, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Governments are corrupt, okay, across the board. It's just a matter of how corrupt are they. I come from a country that where the, that there is no checks and balances. There is mixing of church and state. And a lot of people do a lot of horrific things in the name of religion, calling it Hey, it's the name of religion, and they do these horrific things. Thank God that we have a balance here of the, having different uh, bodies of government that keep each other in check, and we have separation of church and state, and the fact that we have balance of power. Thank God for that. However, you com- there's a false comparison happening here. You're talking about two separate things. You're talking about how our foreign policies have affected Muslim nations and caused the death of many Muslims. Yes. That is valid, and I'm not going to deny that. However, that's not the conversation we're having here. The conversation you and I are having about is the anti-vaxxer uh, you know, conversation is what we're having. And we're having a conversation that does not affect just one group of people. This is a conversation about affecting an entire planet an entire group of you know race which is the human race so it's not just about muslims or white or black or brown or pakistani or it has nothing to do with that you're talking about a group you're talking about wiping out humanity and the fact that you sit there in your in your in your privileged little bubble and think that the world revolves around you well it doesn't i'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news it doesn't Everybody's getting affected by it. People are dying. I mean, I cannot tell you how many people I speak to in uh, Pakistan and India, and they're like, man, we would love to have the Moderna. We would love to have the Pfizer, but we don't have it. We don't have it. I've seen my uncle die. I've seen my aunt die. I've seen my kid die. I've seen my husband die. That's those stories tear you up. They tear you up when you hear those stories. You're like, man, all, we, all they need is vaccine, and they don't have that. They don't live in a privileged country the way I do, where I can go and get vaccinated and get booster shots all for free. All for free. Get tested for free. My mom was in Pakistan. I asked my mom, I was like, Ma, I need you to go get COVID, you know, go, COVID tested because she had a cough, and it, it scared me because she's in her 60s. I said, Ma, I need to go get back your, your COVID test. You know, there are no free COVID tests. Our COVID test was something stupid. It was something the equivalent of like $200 hundred dollars if you get tested and we live in this privilege here and sir that it's easy for you to sit there on your radio show and talk about the fact that hey i gotta go do my own research okay cool but in the meantime people are dying what is your research doing sir
0: Well, Mona, what what if uh, people like people like me say, you know, uh, we rich, privileged Americans shouldn't get all these vaccines. Uh, The people who need them, especially older people with comorbidities in places like India and Pakistan, should be the ones getting them. You can have my vaccine. I'm not gonna drain the vaccine supply here in the United States. I'm gonna purposely take a little bit of a right, risk of dying of COVID. I'm 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 sixty-two not, years old. But
1: that's right? not the point. It's not it's not about just the older people getting vaccinated. It's about everybody get vaccinated. You're talking about a virus that was never seen before. Polio wasn't the kind of virus where it was it was, you know, it was having variants. Polio didn't have that. Polio was just polio. This one does have variants. And we have a huge problem. And the more, lax- the, the more people who the, vaccine the more creates the variants The variants get variants, get more mama. and more deathier. That's the difference, sir. That is the difference, Kevin.
0: The, the vaccine the actually uh, breed, breeds worse variants. The, the, the variants that are more virulent are the only ones that can jump from a vaccinated person to, to, to another vaccinated person, or to anybody it's for that bad. matter. Because
1: that is clearly a lie. That is simply false information. That is simply not true. That is simply That's not true. That's Virology
0: 101. That is simply <laughs>
1: not true. Virology 101, what, in Kevin's world? What are you talking about? And you, you came up with that in your basement? What are you talking about? You know how many uh, scientists and doctors I've look, spoken to? No, Nobel laureate, like
0: Nobel laureate virologist Luke Montagnier believes that the mass vaccination campaigns are likely to breed variants that will may, could ultimately even threaten the survival of humanity. It could get that bad. I hope he's exaggerating. He's a Nobel Prize laureate virologist. He he says, stop vaccinating right now.
1: He's Excuse likely me. to believe that, and the rest of the scientists and the rest of the, com- the science community that is on board about the fact that, hey, these vaccinations work. Look, the vaccine you know how we know the vaccinations work? Just look at the people. The fact that we're able to go out and about and live our lives—that's how we know the vaccination. I, I was going out and living my life again, all the whole sir, time without a matter. vaccine. It it doesn't matter how many people I bring on board. It doesn't matter how many visas I bring on board. You have a belief system that you're tied to. And that belief system is, hey, I'm not going to get vaccinated. People like me are not going to get vaccinated. This, this pandemic is going to sadly just rage on because you have your own entitled little world that you live in. You have, you, know, you, you have people in India and Pakistan who don't have government support. Like, they don't work. They don't eat. Period. Period. There is no support system for these people. Zero. There is no vaccination. If they don't get vaccinated and the the pandemic doesn't die down for them, these people will starve to death. Starve. Literally starve to death. Because they have to get vaccinated. That's the only way out of it. But the fact that, sir, you don't have to. You live in a privileged country. You're an entitled, privileged man who can sit there and say, "Oh well, I don't have to get vaccinated. You know, I'm gonna sit here and do research while I can eat Cheetos and drink, uh, freaking soda and do whatever the hell I want." You're right. I'm definitely not gonna eat Fritos and drink soda. Poor, poor people who live in these countries, they don't have access to that, sir. All they have to do, they have to get vaccinated and they have to go out and work because they make about two to three dollars a day. That's how much they make, sir. That's how much they make. But you can sit there and, in your privilege tiny little castle of uh, privilege and bubble and to, to talk about the fact that you don't have to get vaccinated. You know what? I, I, th- if that is indeed the case Then you should jump on the plane and go and visit these countries where people are dying left and right. And tell me how you feel about
0: it. Well, I, I'm actually, I'm hoping to go to Iran, which has been hit uh, hardest is one of the most hardest hit countries in the world in terms of COVID oh, because no. it was probably attacked oh, no. because COVID is a biological yeah. weapon. And I'll be, I, I am planning to go to Iran to a conference in, in uh. In in January, and I'm interested in uh, hoping to have uh, productive discussions with the people there about this and other issues. Yeah, and are you going
1: to tell those people, hey, don't get vaccinated, continue to die? I'm I'm not
0: telling. I'm not telling people whether or not to get vaccinated. You're the one who's telling people what to do. I'm, you know, I'm telling no, people. You what
1: know, I'm is be... what's working. That's what I'm going by, right? If it works or it doesn't work. Look, if we were all getting vaccinated it and people work. were getting all kinds uh-huh. of diseases and people were falling and the, con- the pandemic was still raging on, then I'd be like, this freaking pe- vaccine sucks. This is bullshit. This vaccine doesn't work. This is nonsense. But that's not the
0: case. It and is the case, Mona. Nine, over 90 jurist, countries <laughs> with over 90% vaccination rates are having the worst COVID ever. Wake up. You, you are not what? paying attention. Yes. The the countries with higher vaccination rates have worse COVID outcomes, slightly worse. Not that it's it's, really. I'll I'll send you a link to to the best study.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, so, okay, I'll base it on my personal experience. I uh, am vaccinated. I was in New York City. Everybody else was vaccinated. I don't know a single person, including myself, that ended up getting COVID. Not a single person, but one of us. I don't know a single person. So what are you talking about that people with the high 90 percent, you know, who have been vaccinated, have the 90 percent, like whatever, whatever bullshit fucking fact that you just spewed at me right now? What are you talking about?
0: So your anecdotes trump uh, the biggest study on the subject that's ever been done. And I'm using white male privilege to to talk about science. You're the one who is supposedly defending science. But here I'm quoting a scientific study and you're talking about your friends. Excuse me. You're the one who's not following the science, Mona.
1: Really? Really? I'm not the I'm not the one who follows science and yet I'm the one who got vaccinated and the fact that you're spewing all your little elitists or whatever the fuck bullshit you're spewing out of your mouth and talking about the fact that you're talking about science, you're quoting this guy and that guy they're all anti-vaxxers, they just, they just continue your belief system. I'm telling you what works, I'm telling you what personal stories I have and even my own personal story about having vaccinated and seeing the effects of what how the, what vaccines are doing. You know, you're, you're dehumanizing
0: de- 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 people you call you're anti-vaxxers you're, you're, you're the boring, word anti-vaxxer you're, you're for you is you're, like, you're a, like a like a redneck racist using the N
1: word so you can feel really good about yourself well this is what science says look at what this scientist says what they what what are you talking about what about the majority of scientists uh, that are pro-vaccine what okay
0: about that? Ma, Ma, mona it's it's been a wonderful conversation or should i say a wonderful monologue most yeah, of the time but we have to go because the bumper music yeah, is playing but thank painful. you thank it you for it was, well, if, it was
1: like it was like getting jabbed with ignorance, and now I have to go and drain it out of my system. That's what I have to do. So okay, go, uh, so go, go, right. so
0: jab yourself, drain it out of your system. Thanks. If you're going to come back and talk about anything else, um, I'll, I'll give no, you a cut rates. Another hour. I, I have no desire
1: to ever come back on your show. This is the most ignorant it fucking sounds like conversation I've ever had. I'm primal-
0: out primal scream therapy, uh, and this whole show has been one big oh, primal no, scream. Know anyway, you is a theory. This That doesn't mean that they're telling the truth.